Welcome to the Ableton and Music Habits Podcast, episode 47. Welcome to the Ableton and Music Habits Podcast, actionable music production tips to take your music to the next level. And now, your host, Jason Timothy. Hey guys, so everyone's heard the phrase, less is more, but have you ever wondered how that actually applies to music production and in what cases it actually is effective in making music and improving your productivity? That's what we're going to get into today. So we're going to take that less is more approach to music production. So stay tuned and we're going to dive into this podcast. Enjoy. Less is more. It has a nice ring to it, but it's become a cliche in almost every field of expertise. But what does this actually mean when it comes to music production? The saying can be so vague that few people really know how to apply it out in the real world. And because of this, I thought it would be a good idea to share the areas of music production that I've applied the concept successfully to in hopes this popular saying actually has some applications for you to put into use. So the first place that we can apply the less is more concept is in decision-making. This is the one place where the less is more philosophy really shines almost every time. Anytime you can reduce your options in a decision-making situation, the faster you're likely to make that choice and take action. Analysis paralysis is a symptom of having too many options. So let's apply this to running a t-shirt business, for example. Let's say we have a cool t-shirt design and we want to sell it online. Which option do you think would lead to more sales? Offering an assortment of 15 color options or only offering the three most popular colors? Studies show that less options lead to more t-shirt sales. Why? Because when a customer has too many options, they're afraid of making the wrong decision. They may be trying to choose between four colors that they like and thus decide to make the decision later, or maybe waiting to get someone else's opinion. For anyone who runs a business, we know that when someone leaves the website, the likelihood that they will forget about it and never return are pretty high. So back to music production. If you only have one or two compressor options in any given situation, it's gonna be much easier to choose between them. On the other hand, if you just downloaded 15 compressors that were suggested on a music form, what are the chances you're going to make a fast decision? In fact, you may be so overwhelmed that you spend all your time trying to learn, test, and compare every nuance of every option you have, thus negating the whole purpose you sat down at your DAW in the first place. I'll assume that purpose is to finish songs. Compound this scenario with delays, reverbs, EQs, distortions, choruses, synths, and all the more experimental plugins out there, and now you become someone trapped in learning mode, in fear of making the wrong decisions in creation mode. I know plenty of very smart aspiring producers who probably know much more about all the options out there, but rarely finish any music. They're too busy trying to keep up with new technology. This concept would be a nightmare for a band. Imagine your guitarist changing their guitar, amp, and pedal choices at every rehearsal you wouldn't be able to get anything done because the guitarist would never have a consistent sound to work around, and he would never learn any of his or her equipment deep enough to be any good with it. You are always going to come across something shiny and new, but the truth is, any artist who has developed a recognizable sound has made a choice of a few pieces of gear and then got to work exploring how much they can get out of those few choices. 
The Doors, for example, were known for that very recognizable organ sound. And although you might think there are other artists who had a better organ sound, nobody can deny that they created a, a signature sound for themselves. My advice is to choose your tools quickly, learn them deeply, and make changes very slowly. No one says you can't evolve, but evolve too quickly and you're no longer creating. What if you make a quick decision and find out it's a mistake? Awesome. Instead of sitting there paralyzed in the decision-making process, you actually made a choice. Making a bad choice teaches you much faster than the person who makes no choices. The great thing about making choices is that you can always choose again if one choice doesn't give you the result you want. You can apply the less is more approach to how you fiddle with the sound after you've recorded it, whether that recording be an instrument, using a MIDI tool, or dragging in a sample. Now don't get me wrong, I love to destroy my sounds to non-recognition at times to get the results I'm looking for. That is an art in and of itself, as long as there is a purpose to the madness. That said, there are certainly fundamentals that applying less makes them more powerful and direct. Each effect in the chain can run the risk of muddying or washing out a great sound. If this is what you're going for, great. But it's always a good idea to bypass the effects one by one to, to make sure each part of the process is improving the overall result. If you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with grape jelly, but you prefer strawberry, it's a bad idea to start with grape jelly and then pile a ton of additional ingredients to obscure the taste. Much better to start with the ingredient you were going for at the very beginning. Choose your sounds wisely and you won't need to overprocess them to make them work within your song. How do we apply less is more to EQ? One mistake that I find with many aspiring producers is they overuse boosting EQ. If you want a great sounding mix, it's important that instead of boosting, you're stripping away the frequencies that aren't needed. If you're a sculptor, you start with a big block of stone and you chip away what is not needed until you have the desired result. The sculptor doesn't have the option to add more stone to the block. The same philosophy applies to EQing. The sound you want is already there in most cases. Nothing needs to be added. Always ask what you can remove before reaching for the boost knob. If you think of your song as a box of frequencies, you would understand that only so many frequencies can fit into the box. So in order for every sound to fit, you need to remove frequencies from one sound so another sound can fit. A great mix relies on the power of reduction, not addition. How does less is more apply to fewer instruments? When we apply less is more to the number of instruments used in a song, we can go back to the box of frequencies reference. If you have fewer instruments, each instrument can take up more space. Why do you think a three-piece band like Nirvana or White Stripes sounds so huge? If you apply this to electronic music, the fewer sounds on a track, the cleaner and clearer each track cuts through. In most pop songs, there are less instruments happening. This makes the melody much easier to hear as well, because nothing else is getting in its way. Popular songs are typically pretty direct, so it's a good idea to study what is actually happening and what isn't happening in a particular song. Also, if you only have one main melody in a song, you can stack that with several layers, and as long as they are all playing the same thing, you get one massive sound. That said, you would still need to EQ each layer appropriately to get the desired effect. So how do we apply less is more when you have less time? Well, nothing really puts the less is more philosophy to the test, like having a deadline. When you have less time to finish something, all the overanalyzing goes out the window and you're forced to make quick decisions and take action, even if the first choice is wrong. When you have more time, you tend to do much less with that time. 
With less time, you're usually amazed that you are able to finish in a day or two what would usually take you a week or more. Less time forces you to stop looking for more options and to use what you've got to the best of your ability. When you learn this, you'll be able to much better take advantage of having less. And when you really get this, you stop wasting your time chasing that shiny new object and you actually use what you've got to finish your work. Okay, so we've gone through the less is more kind of scenarios, but what about when more is actually more? There are some cases to be made that sometimes more is better, or at least very useful. In fact, I don't think this podcast would be complete without acknowledging that sometimes breaking the rules can get some interesting and even desirable results. I love the idea of starting with one sound and ending up with something completely different and utterly unexpected on the other side of the processing chain. There's a time and place to pull out those tools that you aren't familiar with and misuse them to see what you can make them do. I'll usually set aside non-producing days to just record myself experimenting with sounds with no objective in mind, but just to play around. By recording the whole process of experimentation, I'll usually end up with some very interesting samples and sounds that I can use when I return to producing mode. Doing this during a production session will often take you down a never-ending rabbit hole and completely derail you from your goal of finishing what you started. So you wanna be really careful with this more is more concept. In conclusion, I urge you to put these concepts into use and see for yourself the kind of improvements it makes to your music making. If you can let go of your desire for more options, more tools, more time, I'm certain you'll be happier with your productivity. So with that, happy music making and go create something awesome. So there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you do, please subscribe to the podcast and show this with your fellow music producers. You can also follow me on Instagram by searching Ableton Music Habits or Ableton under slash music under slash habits. If you'd like to connect with me more directly, you can uh, fill out a quick form at musicsoftwaretraining.com forward slash application. Take care and see you guys next time.